to another episode of Inspired by Yarra. And today I'm delighted to uh, be joined by Rowan Lawton from the class of 1993. Rowan, thanks for taking time out and, uh, and having a chat with us today. No problem, it's my pleasure. Now, Rowan, I wonder if you could begin by taking us back to, uh, if you can recall, the first time you walked into Yarra Valley Grammar. What year were you in and what were you wearing? <laughs> Good question. 1988, I started in, uh, in year seven in the junior school. Pretty certain I had a, uh, a dorky pair of uh, shorts and short sleeve shirt being summer. Um, didn't know many people at all, um, but distinctly remember walking in there and, uh, and forming my little group pretty quickly. Excellent, excellent. So, and and what was what was a standout thing that you noticed early on? Was it the the size of the rooms, the size of the big kids? Was it the the magnificent sports fields? What was it that kind of struck your attention? Yeah, I, I love my sports, so certainly the uh, the sports fields uh, struck my attention pretty early. That was in summer, of course, so they were all in pretty fine nick then, which um, wasn't necessarily the case when the winter hit back in those days. Um, but certainly the sport program, I guess just the size of a primary school to a, uh, to a, you know, a private school, high school, was, uh, the magnitude was much bigger. So um, they were the things, and, and the length of the commute too. I lived in, uh, in Vermont, so it was a good uh, 45 minute to an hour commute by bus, which was a big difference. So those were the main things. I went on a camp very early, an outdoor education camp up to the old uh, Ben Maggie uh, was it not Glen Maggie? Lodge, yep. yeah. Yep. Um, Lake, Lake Glen Maggie at uh, Wooden, Wooden Lodge, yeah. That, that's right. So that happened very early on, which was good. It helped, um, it helped sort of break the ice and, uh, and get to know people uh, early in the piece. Now tell me, uh, you mentioned there your um, enjoyment and pleasure in sport. Um, what were the sports that uh, particularly tickled your fancy? You, you said you've started in summer. That might be a, 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 an inkling toward the sort of sport you enjoyed first. Yeah, yeah, I, I was rusted on cricket and, and football, so um, so cricket really got my attention early, and, and I specifically remember even though I was playing in the junior grades down at the other end, sort of, you know, looking up whilst I was in the field at the, the first 11 guys playing up on the Patterson and seeing the names up on the board and thinking very early that I, you know, I wanted a piece of that uh, when I got a bit older, so that was the, uh, the early part. I remember playing house cricket, too. We'd play that out in our afternoon sport periods and uh, we'd go out and uh, I remember playing that and uh, having having a great time. So I think, well, this is school. <laughs> We're out here playing cricket and a lot of sports. That was great. It's, uh, it's certainly not a bad memory of your schooling days. I wonder... Um was, was the sports field where you would tend to... Like, if somebody was looking for Rowan Lawton, where would they look? <laughs> um, yeah, look, generally... Uh, generally during the breaks in summer, we weren't so much down on the fields because it was probably a little a little warm. Um, so you know, I remember having a small group of friends, um, you know, one of which is still my best mate up until today that we used to hang out with in the uh, the warmer months. Well, once it started to get a bit cooler and, uh, and we got to the football season and the kick to kick down on the uh, oval was definitely to go but until it got a little slushy down there and, uh, and it became a bit impractical. But uh, Certainly when we could get down there and get the kick-to-kick and the speckies going, um, as we did back in the day, that was that was where I'd be on a uh, on a lunch break. Yes. And, now, and I know we're, at the moment, we're still um, working our way around sport, but you mentioned early on there that you you looked up to those those boys playing in the first 11 and, uh, and that was something that you aspired to. Uh, tell us a little bit about that journey. Did you ever get to play in the first 11? Yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah, I, was, I was very lucky. I got um, 
I guess I got fast tracked by um, by the late uh, Ian Banks, who was the uh, the coach of the first eleven back then, and, and he um, I guess saw me as a potential um, player of the future. So I got picked uh, in the first eleven quite a young age. I think year nine, I actually started playing. Um, so from that perspective, I was, I was really fortunate. I got involved um, nice and early. So by the time I got you know, to that older year 11, year 12 period, I really felt like I, I belonged there and, and was lucky enough to captain the first 11 in, in my final year. So uh, amazingly fond memories of that, um, just the facilities that we, we played on there and really fell in love, not just with, with cricket. I already love cricket, but the, the turf cricket, as anyone who's played cricket knows, turf cricket and other cricket is, is very different. So, um, so yeah, I was lucky enough to play and, uh, and a lot of really endearing memories from that time at, at Yarra. Congratulations. That's, uh, that's, you must have had a bit of talent. What, was your, what were you in the team for? Uh, other than your leadership, what, what else uh, were you, you know, the keeper? Were you third man? Where, where did you tend to, uh, to be picked? <laughs> oh, I used to do a little bit of everything. I was, um, I'd, I'd bowl a bit and bat a bit and, uh, and, and, not necessarily wicket keep, but just get involved wherever I could. So, um, yeah, sort of batted middle order and uh, and bowled uh, bowled towards the, the the start of the innings. So um, I, I was involved and uh, yeah, and really enjoyed it. This uh, podcast is called Inspired by Yarra, and albeit your sporting um, brilliance out on the cricket field, that's one part of your I- I- adventures of Yarra. But I wonder, while we're still with sport, you, I know that you are still involved in uh, in sport in a variety of different capacities, but what is it that you took away or can take away from sport um, that you now perhaps is a, a life lesson, something that you might apply to life today based on your experience in sport? Sure. Uh, look, I think, you know, teamwork obviously is a big thing. Um Playing team sport at whatever level is uh, is a great thing and, uh, and 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 prepares you for, for life um, after school in organisations um, where you you know obviously you're working in teams and groups to, uh, to to achieve achieve outcomes. So yeah, that was a big thing. Um, you know the independence, the opportunity to you know to captain a cricket team from a leadership point of view really really helped and uh, really, uh, I guess, got you a, a good start at uh, understanding how to motivate people, how to work with people, how to lead teams. Um, so, you know, all those things were um, provided a good grounding, albeit once you get out into the, the real world, there's a, there's a steep learning curve as well, but it provided a really good um, foundation to, you know, to get involved in, uh, in life after school and after uni. Yeah, that's great. Uh, you didn't spend all of your time out on the sports field. You you turned up to class, no doubt. Um, how how were you as a student? How did it kind of set a base for you uh, academically while you were, you were here at Yarra? Yeah, I guess I was the uh, I was the, the, the really the, the good student. Um, certainly wasn't the outstanding A plus um, student. I was sort of your I guess you believe your B plus um, student. Um, you know, I, I love my uh, my English. Um, my, I got involved in literature in my last couple of years, um, so I really had a, a broad basis. Obviously, you know, phys ed was a key um, subject I was involved with as well. But um, you know, I really loved my, my writing, and uh, and you know, thought a little bit about a, a journalist career there at one point. So I, I really do enjoy my my writing. And I remember uh, in my last year, uh, a lady called Anne Gitts, who was uh, the literature teacher back then. Um, yeah, very. Uh, 
very quirky and entertaining. And um, but I like a range of subjects. I did uh, like biology in Year Twelve, um, phys ed obviously. I think I had a maths unit. So. I, I guess I was a bit of a generalist in that sense, um, but it gave me a really good grounding for um, you know for what I was looking to do when I when I left school. Sure, sure. There's no doubt that school can have the or it has the capacity to, to lay a firm foundation um, in terms of your character and your outlook on life. And I wonder if you can comment on how your your time at Yarra laid that foundation. If you think about the bigger picture of life and how Yarra impacted on that, I wonder if you can comment on that. Yeah, that's, that's an interesting question. I, I think um, I think I, I really feel uh, blessed and um, fortunate that I was given the opportunity to go to a school like Yarra Valley. I, I was one of four boys, and both of my parents were um, primary school teachers, so they weren't on huge wages. And um, but my my mum in particular was committed to myself and my brothers going through Yarra Valley. So so straight away. Um, having that education and that uh, the sporting experiences in particular is something that um, I feel really blessed and fortunate for. And and now that I'm uh, I'm a father myself with two young kids, and you understand the the challenges and pressures involved with that, um, you really do look back and appreciate um, you know just having that opportunity. So I think that would be the biggest the biggest area that I learned from Yarra Valley. Um, and, you know, aside from the sport, all of the uh, the friendships, you know, many of the teachers that I, I kept in touch with and, and still keep in touch with a number of them, um, and the outdoor experiences as well. The, the outdoor camps were, were fantastic. I already alluded to the first one in Year 7, but, you know, I also recall going uh, whitewater rafting and mountain bike riding and hiking where we were wading through waist-deep rivers at, down at Wilson's Promontory, and um, all these things just your character and, and resilience too. Um, so, yeah, a, a lot of uh, fantastic lessons there. Yeah, absolutely. And and they're great memories to have. And, and I, I love it that your parents, being teachers, they truly value education and they wanted to invest in the education of you and your brothers. And, uh, and Yarra was one of their... Uh, well, clearly that their top choice. This is where they wanted you you to come and grow up, and 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 I guess now you would have to say that you're still reaping the benefits of that. Yeah, absolutely, um, absolutely. And now it's, you know, it's coming to the point where my two children are still in primary school, but they're they're fast approaching the secondary school side of things. So, you know, I've obviously feel that uh, commitment and and desire. I want to make sure they have those opportunities as well. So. Um, so you really just feel really fortunate and really, really blessed. And it's also it's fantastic to see the schools develop so much. Obviously, since nineteen ninety three when I finished, and it was a, a great school back then. But um, you know now it's obviously gone from strength to strength, and uh, you know is, is is one of the most prestigious schools now in uh, in Melbourne. And it's great to say that it, uh, I went there. Absolutely, it's a, it's a good feather in your cap for sure. I Absolutely, yeah. This, uh, this podcast is called Inspired by Yarra, and I wonder whether, as you reflect on that title of our show, whether you could um, suggest some things that inspired you while you were here at Yarra. Yeah, uh, look, uh, you know, a number, of, a number of teachers were, uh, you know, fantastic educators and, uh, and communicators as well. Um, 
so from that, that side of things, it was was really uh, really appreciated and, and, and inspirational. Um, you know, I, I refer to the sporting side of things a lot, but um, you know, having that uh, having that that competition and, and building that resilience with um, you know competing in, in sport in, in such uh, fantastic facilities and, and building the friendships that that I did in my time at at Yarra. Um, so you know all those things. I think uh, you know inspired me to you know um, after school make sure that I, uh, I you know did the, did the best and continue to do the best that, that that I can do given the investment that people you know being my parents in particular and teachers put into me. Yes, we have a school motto uh, which is Lavavi Oculus. Um, do you remember what that means? That's the Latin for. on the spot there it's uh lift up but was it lift up thine eyes and uh and just something yeah i think i've got it. we we didn't have a uh, we didn't have a theme song when we won a football game i remember we we started to make up a tune to that uh to that to that uh motto but uh yeah i think i got the first part right didn't i you did lavavi oculus to to lift up our eyes and and if i offer that to you as a term what does that mean to you? What did it mean, if it, if anything? What does it mean to you now to lift up our eyes? Oh, I think just to be just to be aware of how fortunate we are in regards to um, the place, the country that we live, the opportunities, opportunities that we have. Um, you know, it's. I think sometimes we get down on ourselves too too quickly. Um, I, I had a bit of a moment about three or four years ago where my wife dragged me along to a uh, Tony Robbins um, uh, conference in Sydney, and um, you know I wouldn't say I was uh, I was down in the dumps before that, but certainly that gave me a uh, you know a real wake up lesson of uh, of how fortunate we are of where we live and what we do and the opportunities that we have. So. I guess when I think about lift up thine eyes, it's almost like wake up and uh, stop sulking and, and get on with it because we've got it pretty good here in Australia, I think. We do indeed. We do for sure. Now, I, I wonder whether you can take us back to um, you've completed your education at Yarra, you, you're playing some good sport, you've, you've been in some leadership positions. Tell us really briefly, where does that lead to from there in terms of um, further study or starting a career? I, I understand there's some entrepreneurial spirit in you as, as well as still being involved in a sporting capacity. So I wonder if you can just, you know, in, in sort of 30 words or less, track us through your journey to where you are today. Yeah, sure. I think, well, firstly, I took a, a gap year after I finished. I went over and played some cricket in England. Um, coincidentally, the Yarra Valley First Eleven was over there, so I sort of looked up to them, and that, that was great. Um, yeah, I wasn't entirely sure what I, what I wanted to do, so I did, let's call a, a base course at university. It was a human movement degree at Deakin, but yeah, a lot of people have been through that course and it provided a good grounding. Um I pretty quickly realised I wanted to be in the business of sport, so um, spent some time in at Tennis Australia in uh, sports administration. Um, completed my masters um, of, of sports business at uh, at Deakin. Um, I wanted to get a little bit more commercial with what I was doing, so I ended up in the technology space from a business development perspective, working um, for a number of different companies. Um, and now I've looked back and I'm at Cricket Australia, so. Um, I've got uh, I've got a sort of fairly fairly sort of broad base of skills and backgrounds without specialising in any particular specific area, which has got its its um, positives and, and challenges. But um, 
yeah, that's 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 the way things have evolved uh, from from my end. And certainly that that term entrepreneur or innovation, they're terms that we're hearing more and more. Uh, certainly at school level, and I wonder what is an entrepreneur. Tell us a little bit about your experience of entrepreneurship. Yeah, yeah. So probably I would say um, so. For example, my after I I spent five years at Tennis Australia and realised I needed a bit more. So um, there was a company, an American technology company called Active Network, which I'd been dealing with a little bit with my role at Tennis Australia, and I sort of thought to myself. I want to work for them. They don't have our operations in Australia, but they should. All this stuff's good. It's new. It's it's um, contemporary. So, so I contacted them and, and said, look, you know, I think you should have someone based on the ground here and essentially got involved in conversations with some key people. And after about six or seven conversations, you know, at three, four o'clock in the morning on, on American time, um, they created a position. And um, and so I guess that that's one I guess, piece of advice I could suggest um, as far as, uh, you know, don't always wait for the job ad and, and respond. If there's an opportunity and there's a gap in an organisation, get on the front foot and actually, you know, uh, be proactive about it and, and sell yourself in that position. And I guess the other area was, um, and I'm sort of backtracking a little bit here, but when I f- did finish uni, my first job was actually in Tasmania and uh, it was for a two-day-a-week job and all common sense would suggest that, uh, you know, moving down there for a two-day-a-week job, I think I was paid, you know, it was advertised for $12,000 or something like that. Um, but I put in an application, I ended up going down there, asked me to for an interview, and that sort of set off the chain of a lot what happened for me. They got down there, the job went well, they made it into a full-time job. Um, my boss became a life friend, I met my wife, who was an American, happened to be in Hobart. It's just the chain of events kicked off um, and I think back now we had to sort of put in that application for that two day a week job uh, you know things would have been completely different yeah absolutely so it's a little bit about grabbing opportunities um, even before they're there and creating those opportunities for yourself yeah absolutely there's um, I remember the job in Tasmania was with tennis and most people that would remember me would, would know that I was, that was a sport that I certainly didn't play in it wasn't my thing, and uh, I remember when I did apply for it and got it. And I remember quite a few people that I knew that were in, into their tennis were sort of, you know, mocking it a little bit and saying, "Well, how come he got that job? He doesn't even do that sort of thing." And but you know, it was my my approach was that you know this could get my foot in the door and really start for me. So um, so I applied for it and it went from there. And I was never going to work tennis all my life, but that was sort of you know gave me the opportunity to. Um, to kickstart a number of things. Your uh, experience out on the sports field um, and your work in that uh, arena as well suggests that you are interested in uh, looking after yourself, healthy body. Your, you know, your, your wife taking you along to Tony Robbins says that you, you, you know, you, you like the idea of positive thinking and, and uh, you know, I guess healthy mind and your entrepreneurialism suggests that, you know, you're thereabouts to try and um, make, make the best of whatever situation comes your way. I wonder if you can just talk for a little bit about that notion of healthy body, healthy mind, healthy spirit and, and what that means to you. Healthy body is, uh, I think it's one of those things that, um, 
you know, just doing doing something physically each day. Um, you know, where our bodies aren't, aren't built to be sitting still all day, and our lifestyles try and dictate that we do spend a lot of time, you know, sitting still and doing things. So I know even in getting out and just going for a walk, it doesn't always have to be a 5K run. Um, just feels so much, so much better. So. Um, but knowing your limitations too is something that's really important. I, I play regularly with a, another group of dads from the surrounding schools in an AFL nines over forties competition every Monday, and we, we just love it. It's just fantastic, and we get out, we run around. Um, some of the guys are a bit of a challenge. They sort of you know think they're still eighteen years old and push it a bit too hard, and you know injuries result. But most of us are sort of understand that we've got to sort of go at a certain pace and uh, and uh, so I really enjoy that and I think uh, I think clearer and um, I just feel physically much fitter and sharper when I am exercising so um, I always make sure that I do I do something even if just walk the dog around the block you know on a cold winter's night something every day um, and that just keeps me sharp. Yeah, that's great. You mentioned before that you're you're a dad, you're a father of a, of, of two young children. What would you think, or whether you're thinking of your own kids or, or young people in general, what are a couple of experiences that you think are, are critical for them to, to be exposed to? It might be a, a book that you think they all should read or it might be a, um, an experience, a visit, a place they should go to, something you think would be core of what you want to uh, enable your own children to have. There's a few cliches I can throw in here, but um, you know, to be, um, you know, be, be cruel to be kind is one of the ones where you've just got to put, put them out of their comfort zone a little bit. Um, I'm a Carlton supporter, unfortunately, at the minute, but uh, I love their coach, Brendan Bolton, and one of the common things he says is, you know, get comfortable being uncomfortable. And I think we all need to, you know, to push ourselves in that regard. But with kids, you know, just, just subtly... You know, understanding that they're still young and needed to be protected to a degree, but just understanding when there's times to just push them out of their comfort zone, you know, uh, get them to do something themselves. Um, we tend to want to sort of mollycoddle them a little bit. Um, that's our natural parental instinct, I think, but um, just getting them uh, getting them out and putting them uh, out of their comfort zone a little bit more, whether that be at school doing a presentation or, uh, you know, getting out of a car and walking into it a function by themselves without mum or dad holding their hand just just little things like that um is, is what we try to try to work on yeah that's and then great you see the look on their faces when they you know when they've done it and then they realize well was it so scary and conquered that one yeah that's very satisfying then as a parent because you know that they've they've developed as a result of the experience yes and it's all part of growth and, and gradually expanding their horizons and their experiences. It's uh, it's great advice. Thank you. I know we're uh, we're pushed for time. I've just got two more questions for you. Um, and uh, you're listening to Inspired by Yarra. And we're speaking with Rowan Lawton from the class of 1993. And uh, he's been good enough to give us a bit of his time out of his busy day uh, with uh, Cricket Australia. So, Rowan, we do appreciate that. I wonder if you can think for a moment of what is something that was important to you while you were a, a student at Yarra Valley Grammar, something that was important to you then that's not so important to you now? <laughs> oh, I love my, uh, love my football in Carlton and uh, I used to kick and scream, scream and carry on like a prat when they, uh, when they lost and uh, I cringe when I look back now and think about how I must have appeared as a 
person in the crowd back then. It was so important to me, and I still love watching them, And uh, even though it's challenging at the minute. But uh, all of that's in a lot more perspective. So um, I sort of leave it when it's done. Um, so I guess that's one area. Um, you know, and I think you just... Um, you just, you just get more of a perspective on um, the really important things in life as you get a little bit older and uh, and not let the little things worry you as much. Um, and that's where I think, you know, in particular, you know, having kids whilst, you know, it's, it's a really challenging role, as anyone who's a parent would know. I think sometimes we sort of, uh, we sugarcoat it a little bit. It can be really hard work at times, but... Um, you know, you just get a smile from them or a hug or something like that or you see them achieve something and that that inner sense of, of satisfaction that you get from that, um, you know, puts everything else into into perspective. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And uh, and while being a parent is, it can be challenging and can, and can even be frustrating at times, there are plenty of joys that go with it too and, and, and great pride and satisfaction in uh, in seeing your kids achieve. It's, it's exciting and challenging all in one. Absolutely, yep. And my, my last question for you is, what's something on the horizon, what's something that you're looking forward to, something that, uh, that's really kind of gripped you at the moment that you're uh, excited about? Yeah, well, certainly, you know, loving working at Cricket Australia, um, enjoying, uh, you know, working in sport in general and, uh, you know, whether that's, that's cricket or, or football or whatever it is in the future, um, you know, really look forward to how I can continue to contribute towards uh, the growth of of, uh, of sport in the country and, you know, hopefully internationally at, at some point. Um, you yeah, know, certainly we've got a uh, we've got a housing development project and, which we're working on at the minute, which um, is uh, is really exciting. So looking forward to, to that. And, uh, and my kids growing up and uh, married to an American uh, girl. So, um, you know, they spend a lot of time travelling and the opportunities to spend some more time over there and potentially my kids you know, um, studying in the US at some point and, uh, and really becoming um, globalised as we all need to be these days. Um, yeah, there, there are a number of the things that, um, that I'm looking forward to. So, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's exciting times, challenging times uh, at times like us all, but, uh, you know, lots to look forward to. Terrific. Thank you, Rowan. I wonder if there is any question that you wished I had asked you that I haven't asked you. Um... Let me see on that one. Uh, I guess if you were going to ask me that one of my favourite moments in, uh, in in sport at Yarra Valley, I might have been able to, uh, to fire a couple off. But, uh, you know, other than that, I think you, you covered most of the topics. We'll, uh, we'll save that question. That's a good question. We'll save that for uh, the next time we're chatting and we might record that too and uh, put that in as a follow-up to this podcast. Rowan Lawton from the class of 1993, we are thankful for your time and uh, on our podcast here, Inspired by Yarra. And it seems that you were inspired by Yarra and continue to go out there and, uh, and be an inspiration to others. Keep up the good work. Great. Thanks, Paul. Good on you. Thank you. Cheers. Well, that wraps up another episode of Inspired by Yarra, and I hope that you found that conversation as interesting as I did. Look, I think that we're going to uh, have to put in a a little follow-up episode with this one to reflect a little bit on some of his favourite sporting moments here at Yarra. We have the opportunity for you to uh, learn a little bit more about each of our guests. If you uh, look up on the yvg.vic.edu.au website, under the community section of that website, uh, there's information there about our Inspired by Yarra 
podcast and you can go in there and see some of our past guests and uh, and listen to their episodes as well if you've got a suggestion of somebody who you'd like to hear on this podcast then we'd love you to make contact with us and the other way that uh, we'd love you as a yarra old grammarian to stay in touch is uh, via linkedin there's a group there called Yarra Old Grammarians Connect, and that is a great way to stay in touch with other Yogs. If you're not a member of the Yog community, because indeed you were not a Yarra Old Grammarian, we're indeed happy for you to uh, be part of this community, and we love that you've tuned in and listened. I think there's inspiration and value uh, from all of our interviews for each of us, no matter where you are in life, I'm sure there's something in here of value for you too. This has been Paul Joy, and on behalf of all of us here at uh, Yarra Valley Grammar and indeed the Inspired by Yarra podcast, thank you for listening. Thanks for tuning in. Share it, like it, pass it on to somebody else, and we look forward to catching up next time at our next episode of Inspired by Yarra. Bye for now.